which is like one dot on my character sheet. Now recording. All right. All right. Let's get into the downtimes. Let's absolutely. We shall. And I'll get... go ahead and find my intro notes. Ah, yes. And I'll go ahead Ready? and find my playlist in three, Just two, one. Dayton, city of a thousand factories. It's long been an industrial linchpin of the Midwest. In a scant two decades past the turn of the century, Gem City is roaring along with the rest of the 20s. It's a decade of change. Women have the vote. Alcohol is banned. Great War is over, and the decimation of the Spanish flu has come to a close. Thanks to the gumption and innovation of two native Daytonians, mankind has begun to conquer the sky itself. But for the kindred of Dayton, change of a different sort is coming. The upheaval that started with the Great Flood eight years ago is building to an inevitable and inoxorable war. Load all, something ancient and bloody stirs again. All right. And so you've finished the biggest job that you've been entrusted with so far in your kindred lives. You've got Lib safely through enemy lines to Elysium and reaped rewards thereof. And we earned them, goddammit. Yes, you did. Things are quiet now. Lib's gone off to who knows where. And you're left to your own devices for the first time in a long while. You've completed not only that, but the job the mages wanted you to look into. Mm. And a few other things but thereby, so... Instead of me telling you what's going down this night... We're gonna go round as you wake up on this muggy morning, muggy uh, evening, mid-June, and you tell me what's what. And if you don't know what's what, I can. You can always wander out and see what the night holds in store. First things first, though. Go ahead and roll your hunger. See how hungry much that beast takes from you this night. Success for Tommy. Top of the world for Tommy. Why shouldn't it be? Things going great and he runs Haymarket now. Yeah. What does He's the he cat's do? meow. Uh, Helena gets hungrier. Uh, would we have had a chance to feed the night before or were we a bit strapped for time after all that? You were really a bit strapped for time to be honest. That was... Uh... Yeah. Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> Did you go to Hunger 5? Uh, once I roll, we will find out. <laughs> and some stories write themselves as the dice take over oh. the narrative. Uh, like this, so I stay at 4. You do. <laughs> but, oh, it's not comfortable. Yeah. So Tommy's going to take, like, the four or five of his goons that he likes the least, and they get to work the tables closest to the room where Ted sleeps tonight. 
Is Ted still sleeping in your room, Tommy? He's welcome to it as long as he wants. Tommy kind of senses... Tommy kind of gets the sense that he has nowhere else to go. He's welcome to anywhere in Haymarket that he wants, but for some reason, he seems to want to crash in Tommy's room. Okay, Ted, I'm going to say you go ahead and wander out. You hear the sounds of the casino, and uh, it honestly being set on fire didn't do much to slow it down. It wasn't a big fire to begin with. It was mainly the blocked exits that pose the worst problem and threats. And you can't help as you uh, collect yourself and head on out that uh, everywhere you go out in that room you're hearing people laugh, you're hearing them talk but their voices seem to fade into a sort of blended blur as you're seeing veins pulse and necks stand out in foreheads throb just under the skin you have one thing on your mind Ted and if you were an older vampire you might not be able to resist the call here you're just on edge but you know that staying here gonna be playing a dicey game so where to or would you like to uh, give in to the urge and maybe try to find somebody off by themselves before you head out uh no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't want to hunt while in what essentially sees as Tommy's domain. He would sort of Just, try to collect himself and yeah, head out somewhere else. Something deep within you seems to agree with that. You do not yet own this place. It would be disrespectful. Payment where payment is due. Power per power is held. Yes. You head out into the night. A newspaper flutters by, proclaiming the end of licentiousness in Dayton. Yeah, you read it last night. The brothels are going to be closed in the space of no more than a week. An end of an era. Mm. And that perhaps is why the crowds are full tonight. People out in the mud out in the muggy weather, laughing. Few of them teetering, held by friends, supported. If you're breathing, you'd probably be able to smell the illicit liquor on their breaths. <laughs> but oh, that's a lot of people, and oh, you're hungry. So the question, I guess, arises, do you want to head into the thick of the crowds and see what you can do there? Or do you want to haunt the forgotten places like you usually do? Uh, no, yeah, he'd, he'd go for the haunted, uh, the forgotten places. Try and pick up a straggler yeah. or something. There's a little spur of something off to this, 
There's a little spur of something that was supposed to be a canal, but never got finished, just to the south of Tommy's place. It's called Seely's Folly, and it's a long ditch that connects to the main part of the canal. It's full of water when it's been raining, and it's been raining a fair amount lately, so... You glance backward, walk down a bit, wait your time as people pass, and then you step out, and with a few quick, silent steps, you ease yourself down to the black, stagnant water. Turn on your eyes. Let the darkness fill them. Hear the whispering of ghosts and other things. And start lazily pulling yourself across the bottom, heading to the neighborhoods that abut it, working your way through the canals and the rivers finding the places where nobody will be missed. Well, you don't kill them. But there's a splash and a confused flailing, usually when it works right. And they come to feeling sick because of the canal water, surely. Also blood? Nah, couldn't be. <laughs> the moon is bright and full overhead like a rot, like a Robin's egg as you go. And when you glance to the left, when you come to the junction to the main canal, you, if you had a heart, it'd stop. For there's a pair of eyes looking back at you. <laughs> Black eyes like yours. No form behind them, no body to it. Just like there's holes opened up in the world. Something's peering out at you from the other side. Uh, so these look more like a spirit eyes or something like that, like. You can roll me a wits plus gold if you like. Uh or an intelligence plus a god, either would be good. They're about the same, so sure. <laughs> Ooh, that is a total failure. <laughs> you have no clue what this is. Mm. You're a man! who didn't believe in ghosts. Well, probably be on lip service to, you know, your superstitious old aunt and, you know, but until you, you know, changed and were able to see them. But this, you're not sure what this is. You feel the water rumble around you a bit as it breathes. Have you stopped running then? Is this, and as, as it speaks, the water kind of gets pressure around you slightly as if it 
Something vast is squeezing you with every word, or its voice is kind of compressing the fluid itself. Is this where you make your stand? Uh, I'm not sure yet. You speak the words. You speak the words, and without air, they shouldn't be anything. They shouldn't make any sounds, but it seems to understand. Drink, drink, drink. Then follow. It says, and you see its eyes fade back and swirl as they dart fish-like through the water. Ah. Suppose I follow it. You follow the canal to the south. The streets get more deserted as you go well away from Haymarket now, well away from the press of downtown. And you're hearing occasional sounds of fighting, yelling, arguments. It's coming to you through the water, distorted, but all too familiar. The sound of something heavy and wooden hitting flesh. A scuffle, a fist fight, perhaps. And then, muffled, the sound of gunshots. And sure enough, that errant scrap of whatever it is is heading straight that way. On the other hand, there's a fight not too far from you going on right now. A brawl, you think, though it's hard to make out details. Or a mugging. You could stop and tank up before following, or if you wanted to. Or you could trust to the darkness. <laughs> uh, doesn't rightly know why, but yeah, he's gonna keep following this whatever it is. Hope that it doesn't plan on drinking him. Something within you tells you that's not the worry you have with that. Okay. It's oddly familiar somehow. It's not your beast. That you're certain. Your beast speaks with you, to you in a different voice entirely. But it feels the same level of primal, if that makes sense. And so you follow into the darkness. Curiosity overcoming... Self-preservation, perhaps? Until suddenly... Until... Suddenly... Sploosh! Somebody wearing a suit plunges past you. Blood trailing behind him, instantly setting your beast on edge. 
arms flailing as he sinks down into the canal. Mouth opening and shutting, bubbles escaping. And I'm going to need a uh, little bit of a uh, composure plus resolve plus a 30 of humanity. There's a big spreading stream of blood right in front of you there, Ted, and you are so hungry. Yeah. Yeah, so with seven humanity, that becomes a one, doesn't it? So it becomes two. Oh, okay. Yep, seven divided by three comes out to two in a fraction. And it's... No, hunger die don't count for this, do they? Oh, no, no. No hunger die. Just straight dice. Yeah. Well, that's a five. You... Even as your beast urges you to dive in and finish things off, you realize, okay, somebody put that guy there. There's probably witnesses. And so you slow a paddle back a bit and ease up beneath a stanchion. And there you see three men on the riverbank. One of them struggling in the arms of the other two. Moonlight glitters on a blade. I'm telling you, Frankie, there's a new boss in town. How can you do this to me? How can you do this to me? We were business together. You're in business, but you're selling to the wrong people and you're selling the wrong stuff. And Mr. Remus don't like that. Look, uh, things got disrupted, okay? I just lost the brothel trade. I didn't know I was crossing him. Now that's the second lie you told me. And Shanky here don't like lies. It's like baseball. You tell one more year out. So Frankie, what's it going to be? You going to fly straight or we're going to put you down there with Clive? Ugh. I, I won't cross the, the, this fella. But you say he's a he's a he's a Mr. Remus. I never heard of nobody like that. What do you think, Fred? You telling the truth, or is Shanky here gonna have a disagreement? I think I think we should take him to the boss. You know what? I think you're right. Come on, Frankie. Settle down. Settle down. Stop crying. Here's a rag. You don't gotta go in the canal tonight. Probably. And the squirming man collapses into the arms of the guy holding him. The guy with the knife kind of wipes it off. Looks down. Nah, he'll be gone for a while. We filled his pockets. Nobody will miss him. All right, get him in the car. We gotta drive to. We gotta drive to go, and it's to a decent neighborhood. So clean yourself up, for God's sakes. Eh? Give you a minute to compose yourself, and we'll pretend that that streak 
in your pants is water. How's that? Splash some booze on you and nobody will tell the difference. And he gestures to a car nearby. Just a few minutes, though. We gotta get moving. Ted. Now what? Alright, so it seems that the guys above the water seem to be moving away now. Yeah, they're getting ready to they're getting ready to move away. They're giving the guy who was about to die a second to pull himself together, you know, mop himself up and look presentable to see a boss. And what's the how's the first guy they throw in looking? Is he just gone? You glance down under the river, he's sunk down to the bottom. It's about eight feet deep, this canal, and the water's fairly murky. And it's night. Uh, if you were... He's definitely gone, though. In the time it took for that conversation, he's... Yeah, he was losing yeah. a lot of blood, and... Yeah. It would be a cold repast, but you were done worse. And if you were sneaky, they probably only wouldn't notice to get down there. Even though they're standing mere feet from the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna swim down and see what he can get from the other guy. Alright. This way awesome. I ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> Your beast growls, perhaps in disgust. It's hard to say, but it shuts up once you get your teeth onto the cooling flesh. Uh, quick question. What's your mm-hmm. dexterity plus stealth? What's the size of that pool? Dex stealth is six. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to make you roll. Okay. With the canal in the way and them not pretty paying attention you're easily able to go down and salvage the remaining blood there was a lot wasted in the water but you're able to sue a point of hunger the beast recedes a bit but only so far the door is still half open it keeps dragging your attention back up to the uh, trouser-clad legs of the guy who was waving the knife around. (laughs) And to your surprise, you see those eyes again. Slightly different in shape. Uneven, as if the holes it's looking through have shifted. And it pulls back up, and you hear the water pulse around you. If you're making your stand, don't need power. They have some. Follow. Hmm. 
am I supposed to follow a car? That's a you problem. I'm guessing from where I, can, where I can see, it's like there's only the one car that, that obviously they've come in, yeah? Looks like you're kind of on a back street. Mm. You can see uh, residential neighborhood mixed in with a few shop fronts here and there. You see a couple cha chained bicycles around. That could be a possibility. Yeah, or it's possible that if you went roaming a bit, you could find an, another automobile, a truck or something. The thought crosses your mind that you aren't too far from the county fairgrounds, and they probably might have some spare horses or livestock there, but for it, the image disappears so quickly as gum. Vampire cowboy. What a ridiculous idea. <laughs> and I don't know how much, I don't know how well they'd receive me anyway. Oh, like, yeah, sort of swim away from them a bit as they're still trying to get in the car, and I'll see if I can, can't spot a, like, truck or something that's been left. Someone's All right. left. Alright, so, uh, I would call this hmm? a, uh, wits plus investigation or streetwise. And <laughs> uh, that's wits. Yeah, wits because you're on a timer here. At some point, they're gonna yeah. get tired of their poor schlub and haul them in, regardless of how clean or dirty he is. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm guessing, would you say this is site-based? I would call it site-based, yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh. Uh, messy seven. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and sometimes the dice tell the story. Yeah. Find a car. I didn't specify whether someone was in it or not. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> There's somebody in. You find the delivery truck. You find the delivery truck with the uh, fellow busy emptying out stale bread from the trays he, he's retrieved during the day. It's for a bakery or something. Delivering the fresh bread, taking back the leftovers, and you see him pretty much tossing it into bags. Uh, that's about all you see before your teeth are in his neck. Yeah. And he's gurgling. His pulse is dropping fast. This is the blood of the living. 
This is nothing like the dead stuff you just drank. Does Teddy want to stop? Does Teddy try to stop? Elderly man. Flower, like, flying as his hands scrabble madly at the sacks in the truck. Uh, uh, Bit on the plump side. Never yeah. trust a thin baker. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Had to try to stop. He's like, it's some random baker who doesn't need to die over this. <laughs> Resolve and composure. No hunger. Mad in a third of humanity. Jesus. Uh, seven successes on that. You can almost hear your old saint and brother Teddy, you get your mouth off of that that second. And you almost half expect the ringing slap on your that you swear makes you more deaf every time you, you get one. That in itself makes you jerk back and he slumps to the ground and you have just enough presence of mind to slurp on the wounds, sealing them before he's, he's out entirely. You're down to hunger. You took a lot. If you'd gone any further, he would not be waking up. As it is, he'll live. And he lies there among the loaves. Curious squeaks from the alley. And a little rustling already indicating that the nightlife is uh, very interested in the contents of the now-spilled bags. Yeah. But none of that matters because he's left the key in the ignition and just as you... Lower him to the ground. You hear the car rattle up from about a block or two. Right. And you follow. Does Teddy have any dots and drive, by the way? Uh, do, do, do. Uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Teddy. This is a night of learning new things. Yep. You don't drive that often. And they're not particularly paranoid at this moment. So I'll just ask a... Uh, <laughs> hmm. Call it an intelligence to figure out how this particular truck works and get it where you need it to go without running it into the canal. <laughs> you don't need a lot of successes, but... Uh, Just straight intelligence? Yeah, actually, here's a question. What's your technology hey. score? Technology is two. Okay, okay. Yeah. If you screw this up, you're not allowed near Tim Lizzie. Technology yeah. two drops the d difficulty down a bit. Okay. But it's still just straight intelligence. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's one success. You get it pointed in the right direction and following their ways ahead. And it's a good thing you can see in the dark. Because otherwise you 
would lose them fast. Uh, but you get it going at a pretty good clip, and it helps that you're in the part of the town that doesn't have traffic light. Well, does, well there are no traffic lights. That doesn't have traffic cops doing the intersections, mm-hmm. because well, you got her rolling. You're not sure how you know how to st- that you know how to stop her. Well, that's a problem for then. <laughs> Shouldn't be too hard. It's going to be one of these things. And I'd like a wits plus awareness from you, sir. Four successes on that. All right. And as you go, you realize you're not the only one following them. Nope. At first, you mistake it for the normal flow of traffic. Not. It's still fairly early in the evening. This still car is coming and going. But there's an older model truck that kind of slides in behind them and sticks to their tail a little too closely. And with your dark sight in the back of the truck under the cloth cover, you see an assortment of grim-looking men. About half of them with bats, half of them with gats. Ooh. And as they head, break off from the canal and head down the side of the river along the clapboard houses that have sprung up along the bank, past the edge of them, down to where, uh, almost where NCR has its compound, you see them speed up. Looks like they're going to try to ram that car. What would you like to do, Teddy? Hmm. Uh, I don't suppose that little spot of darkness that's been leading me around is anywhere nearby. As you look around for it, you almost recoil as it's uh, there in the in the mirror, the rear view mirror. Eyes looking back at you from the reflection. Ah. The reflection which you're not in. Yeah, he wouldn't see yeah. himself, he'd just see the eyes. Mm-hmm. Another power. Could make allies. Could tip the tide. This is an opportunity. Right, so... So it doesn't matter... Which one of these guys I help? Just one of any either of them should help in getting power. That's up to you. Hmm. 
bet I've never known one of your kind yet that didn't have a use for stupid and violent disposable men. Okay, I'll get back to that later. <laughs> and it's, yeah, seeing who's in the second truck is gonna like. Gonna attempt to try and like. Maybe like use a side alley, like a side street or something, and cut off the initial car. Just like. Seem like he's accidentally pulling out in front of them, sort of thing. <laughs> sure. Um, hmm. That way, some. That way, like, yeah. accident. Accidentally helping the truck full of men. Give me a dexterity plus streetwise there. successes you cut through a yard strip off a clothesline yeah almost run over a chain dog that barks furiously <laughs> and whip around the corner of a clapboard shack to block the street you can see the whites of the eyes of the driver Fred Fred was his name Fred does not stop Fred barrels into you in the Fortunately, the car is a damn sight lighter than the truck, which rocks to the side, sending a few stale muffins flying. And then there's a whomp crump as the truck, which was gearing to ram, does, but a little <laughs> too soon. There's shouts, and you hear the guy with the, sh with the knife yell, It's a trap! Get clear! Frankie, you're on your own! And they are bolting. Bolting out of the car and toward the, toward the river. As uh, goons start piling out from the truck. Five of them, a couple raising tiny little guns in comparison to the size of these men, and firing blindly at shapes in the darkness. Hear screams from within a couple of the shacks. Alright, so can I... Do I get a sense of who they're focusing on? Is it the, like the two guys that were... The two missing, like initial guys, or the one guy that they were muscling? So the two guys left the one they were muscling in the car and ran for their lives. Yeah, and it's, that's who their attention seems to be drawn on, so the other two. At the minute, because they're running. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of spreading out, starting to give chase, but it's dark, it's a little chaotic, only one of them saw them. Somebody's yelling, get the lantern, get the lantern, get eyes on here.
three possibilities. A voice whispers in your ear. Help. Sorry, guys. What the fump? Okay. <laughs> There we go. Sorry, my phone was ringing. <laughs> I just had Sorry. to silence it. Three possibilities. The whisper in your ear. The runner. The prey. The hunters. Or poor forgotten Frankie. You've come this far. Don't hesitate now. Chose! Uh... <laughs> I think he's going to try and like slip around the truck and go for Frankie in the car and try and get him out. <laughs> Alright. You see... Oh yeah. In the chaos you get up there, you slip around the side where the door is kind of cracked open and uh, plump man, who looks like he's already been worked over, trying desperately and failing to crawl through the gap in the door leg at an angle behind him. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Die here, I don't want to die here. Bit of a pathetic sight, but he's had a rough night. <laughs> so what you doing there, Teddy? Uh, does, it, does it look like if he gets through the gap, would he be able to fit through it, or...? He's already at the gap, and he's already trying right. to push through it. But the yeah. angle is bad. The car door is jammed. Hmm. Like halfway open, because there's a bread truck in the way. Yeah. yeah. Somebody could try to help him out over the window, but there is the goon seeing. Yeah. Or perhaps calming him so that he shuts up and plays mum. Or forcing the door open. But that'd take some pretty good strength. It's not like there's anyone with a natural strength around him. Mm -hmm. Or you could do something that uh, I haven't thought of entirely. I'll give it as a backup for now. Yeah, I'll, like, try and, yeah, approach Frankie and just, like, somewhat, somewhat feigning a grin. It's just, oh, what, what happened to you? Oh, God, what happened to your man? Hold Get on. me out of here. Get me out of here, please. I don't want to die. Go ahead and give me a... It Charisma plus a leadership to get him to pull himself together. I will say, as it's totally freaking dark, you only suffer one die due to being repulsive. Uh, okay. You smell like a drowned corpse, but he yeah. can't see you too well to realize you look like one, too. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Uh. i let you substitute subterfuge since you're trying to play sympathetic, if you prefer. Sure. Uh, well, I do have a dot in that, so yes, I will. 
Okay, two successes. You managed to calm Freddy, calm Frankie's blubbering, and uh, help him ease over the door as quietly as you can. Just as, just as your foot steps into the night, hit him off before they get to the water. Jonas, James, check car. See if they left anything useful behind. But with two successes, you got him up and shuffling and into the alley you came down. Vanishing into the darkness. <sighs> Pal, your races, I owe you my life. He says once you're, you put a good amount of space between you and the car. Look, you, you helped me get to a trolley stop. That's I swear. I don't have much on my wallet. I'll pay you all I got. You done me a solid. I think I think nothing of it. But the money ain't really going to be out of a help to me. Nope. Uh, no. Uh, what do you mean by that? He says as you step into the street light for the first time. And he sees your pale form. Dark water mingled with blood stains dribbling from the corners of your mouth. Hair slicked back. Uh, he tries to scream. But we'll leave it at that. For now. And move over to Helen. What's on at the movie theater tonight, Helena? Well, we're at three hunger, so. What's on is flickering poppings, static, cracked film on a projector. The title of the film is The Empty House. And you see Helena wandering among a dust-filled mansion slip covers over everything she's pulling them down but every piece of furniture she uncovers there's nothing there there are shapes under the sheets but when she pulls at the sheets there's nothing there and the marquette flips up in time your memories will fade They'll, they'll fade faster if you fail to feed. That the blood's more than the, the life. Uh, that does not have the uh, effect on Helena that you might think. She's uh, she's fine with memories fading. Then it's a good dream, and it ends all too soon. And you wake in the night to the tick the old clock on the wall that Sam repaired. Rusty but functional. And after listening a bit, you find that the, perhaps the empty house was more foreshadowing than you thought, because he's not here. Normally, he's an early riser. He gets up low before you, starts puttering around. But you're not hearing him. Silence. Save for the sound of the things that live in the roof scurrying around 
having little spats around. I think Helena would go to Sam's room and just... She wouldn't want to wake him, but I think she'd put her ear up to the door and just listen for a moment. The door swings open a bit. You don't hear anything from inside. Uh, Sam? The only response is the creak and groan of the house settling and uh, the sound of the victor in the territorial squabble upstairs taking a leak on its opponent. Huh. You assume that's why that is. Before she invades his privacy, Helena is going to uh, just walk around the uh, shelter and call out for Sam, see if he's around. Nothing. It is for the first time, for the first night in a long time, you're by yourself when you wake. It has been a while. Before you came to Dayton, there was your sire. He was always close to hand. Or his uh, servant. A jittery, nervous-looking ghoul named Nelly. Against a better intuition, I think Helena finds herself just very briefly, like, run over. Sam's definitely real, right? <laughs> in her head yeah definitely no she's had everyone else talking to him and they've got to be real yeah what are the odds all of them are figments what are the odds that you made up more people she lets that go and she uh, she's gonna head into Sam's room and see if there's anything looking odd she's a little worried you probably haven't been in here too many times before. It's got an old-style writing desk. One that was probably quite nice at one point. I mean, nothing fancy, but solid and professional. There's a little inkwell set into it. There's scratches all over it where it's been moved and jostled and banged around. That's the look of something that got passed down from like a grandfather or his father before, something like that there's old stationery on it yellowed advertising pest control services and there's a hook on the wall with an outline in the dust of a crowbar that's your first clue that no okay wherever he's gone he's got his crowbar so it's probably not too bad there is Gone. There is a bit of uh, fresh ink on the blotter of the writing desk. And some of the stationery is still poking out from where it got pulled out from a cubby. There's also an old army cot on, on uh, the wall, up against the wall where the boarded window is. It's pretty quickly to become instinct for Helena to try and sense the unseen whenever things don't seem quite right which is quite often 
and as you sense the unseen, you get a sense of pressure around you, as of something vast resting its hand gently on your head and letting gravity pull it down just a little. Oh, oh, okay. But it's not in this room. It she is in this room, but it's not just in this room. She shakes her head and tries to clear her thoughts of that. And then, uh... Yeah, uh, I think she's gonna quickly do a, a, a sweep to see if there are any other, like, particular clues about where Sam might be. Poking around, you do find that in the uh, little room where you often meet up after waking up, used to be a little uh, dinner room, the table with the wobbly leg, <clears throat> a couple of bowls placed around to catch the last few drips. There's a uh, letter on the old stationery with the name Helena scratched on it in fresh ink. Anything else? in the letter I like is, 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 is sorry her brain uh yeah she's definitely gonna open that all right helena had to go out got to try to replace truck could be a while don't wait up okay okay and you do recall flashing back oh yeah his truck did end up in the canal that was a that was a big night, and I think she's still processing all of that. Okay, well, if there's nothing particular that she needs to do, uh, Helen is going to take some time for herself, and I think she's going to head into town. All right, it's no trouble. Do you want to ride a bike or take a streetcar? Just take a car. I mean, exercise isn't really much of a problem these days. You head on over to the stop, and as it comes around, and you're one of the few ones waiting as it comes around, disgorging a load of uh, workers and tradesmen and folks who do business in the city and come back to Dayton View to rest. And you notice you're drawing a few looks as you wait there in the streetlight. Uh, Helena pulls a scarf up around her head a bit. Yeah, you do so, and uh, the looks kind of ease up as people go about their lives. But as just you get, curious, Helena, just curious. And as the and the streetcar goes, you plunk your tent, you plunk your nickel in, and it carries you merrily along the way back into the city. And as you go. You find yourself remembering that pressure. Only, no, it's not a memory. Even without sense the unseen going, feeling that pressure again, a shadow of Okay, um... If she just... 
if she just spent some time sort of sitting in the back of the car just thinking and like just sort of observing what that pressure like what that sensation feels like in in detail what would she notice well i'd say that sounds like a resolve plus a court to me Two successes. This is... looming. Oppressive. Cold. That's what it feels like. Which is... a bit strange because it's the middle of June. A hot, muggy June. Probably that's what's drawing your attention to it, is the contrast. It's not a physical cold. You dab your thumb... You dab your thumb on the, uh... Window, and you know if that... If we're actually cold, there'd be a little bit of temperature fog. Due to the differential. No, this is all in your head, only it's not. Something's doing this. It's not aimed at you. Two successes is enough to get a direction, though. And as the streetcar winds its way in and among the, the blocks of the city, it kind of ebbs and fades. You could try to get a bead on it if you chose. Or you could take the better part of Valor and go see the business elsewhere. Here what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to roll her resolve to see my answer on this. Fair enough. Uh, one success. I reckon she caves and she wants to follow this sensation. On a better night, she might, uh, she might, uh, uh, put it aside. She knows to put feelings that are unpleasant aside and just go about life at this point, but she's pretty fucking tired, and yeah, she's gonna check it out. So you head deeper into the city, using the pressure as a barometer of sorts, going by feeling rather than instinct. Feeling rather than thought, trusting to instinct. And before, and as you go, you find yourself moving into the seedier parts of the city, leaving downtown behind. Your gun district. Dandy's turf technically. And so it's almost a relief when when the feet following you pause and you look back, you see if a familiar pair of spectacles glinting back at you with the light of the full moon in them and a very nervous pale face underneath a close hat. Numbers clutches a newspaper rolled up I think she's just going to try and quietly observe for a while. Numbers observes you, observes you observing her. 
and then after a minute she's going to approach and just sort of awkwardly wave. There's an awkward wave in her turn. Numbers glances left and right. You feel it too, yeah? Uh, I, I think I do. Uh, can, can you describe it for me? It's big and it's holding me down like an evil clown that wants to murder me and drink my blood and make me his kid. Okay, I didn't I didn't get the clown part but uh... You don't want to. Oh, okay. Uh... Nobody should get the clown. <laughs> do, do you have any, any idea what it is? I've felt it sometimes but never this bad. There was... The last time the papers said there was a big clan rally. The night I felt it the worst. Okay, uh, that, that wasn't and just I me. I dreamed okay. of the sky crying blood, but it wasn't oh, yeah. in the kind of blood you wanted to drink. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I was, I was there actually, not taking part. Uh, something was really up there, for sure. It is up. Whatever it is, it's up. And as she says that, there's a peal of thunder, dry thunder in the hot sky. Maybe coming down. It's going to be around here somewhere. I think. <sighs> we should. We have to look, don't we? I. Ah, uh, look, I, I. Yeah. Yeah, we do. She offers you her hand. She gingerly takes it. And you slide into the night. Two of you searching. Times she'll step away to help triangulate. And after a few moments, you've got it narrowed down to one building. An old power building. Back in the day, when electricity was new, it was very much in demand, but rare. The infrastructure simply wasn't there. So some building, some property owners got generators and installed them in their buildings and rented out the place to inventors or folks who wanted electrical lights or other such newfangled inventions. Nowadays, with citywide power, it's less of a thing, but there's still some demand. But not a lot. This one looks old, run down. You can hear many people moving around inside. 
but with the two of you on the job. It's not the inside of the building that draws your attention, but the underneath, as you look down a set of long, winding stairs and back, down to an old cellar, from which you can hear the clunky noise of a piano and the sounds of glasses clinking and people laughing drunkenly. It's a speakeasy. Uh, this this is awkward. I don't know why I said that. Uh, if you want to check it out. I'm sorry. What? Nothing. Nothing. Uh. I'm... Well. We we've we've come th- this far. And indeed, the pressure is almost. You knew that you know that if you tried to sense the unseen here, you'd probably feel pain. It's palpable. It's like that giant hand is starting to put its weight behind it here. And your bones are starting to creak just a bit. I I don't like this numbers. Turn back if you know that's a lie. You can turn back if you want. I think I need to know. I'm not. I'm not leaving you alone. Are you kidding? Your hand gets a squeeze for that. Helena finds herself almost blushing despite her undead condition. It's hard to see the look in Numbers' eyes with those huge spectacles. I, I, I can go first, if that's okay. Uh, or you can go first. I'm not sure which would be better. Uh, let me... Hang on. I'm, 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 I'm still rolling on her character tonight. I think it's fun. Alright. Fun and vampire? Perish the thought. <laughs> this is a serious game. But serious rupee and angst. Actually using your attributes to determine what you're gonna do? What? What? It can't uh, be. It's like you're Mulcavian or something, rolling randomly. Okay, she bestially fails on her composure check. <laughs> okay. So... Or you, you can go first if you think that's whoop! Before you know it, you're shoving her in front of you like a battering ram, holding her like a shield as you push her down the down the stairs. Not, you know, falling down the stairs. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As she regains but her composure. She, like, loses the newspaper as she wumps into the door with her elbows. And it cracks open a bit. And a man with a nose that looks like more like a potato from the amount of times it's been mashed kind of. (laughs) 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 And appears at. Uh, Ooh. Um. Then he looks past and says, Ooh. Right. Um. 
offense, but I'm thinking that if you're looking for a swank party, you might want to go somewhere else. This place isn't exactly good enough for two uh, young ladies to come into. Helena freezes. Numbers looks up on him and says, Um, I... You think you should let us in, please? I'll roll her as a resolve. Or not. Never mind. Sorry to bother you. I don't know what I was thinking. You're probably right. Maybe we shouldn't go in. I... He starts to close the door. Helena's gonna burn a willpower. And she's like, wait, wait, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'd, we'd like to come in. Uh, uh, one of those days, you know how it goes? I, I'm, I'm not kidding. This is probably not a good place. Are you sh Listen, if there's trouble, I have to come and sort it out, and I'm Trust looking me, at two. Trust me, please. It's, it'll, be, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. You can roll me a persuasion plus charisma, and throw in your looks there, Helena. Could I... Uh, that would, that'll work. I was going to say, I've got a false assurance and subterfuge. Oh, that'll... Oh, yeah. That'll definitely work out, too. You can go subterfuge instead of persuasion, sure. False assurances. Still my looks as well? Oh, Absolutely. eight dice then uh three successes ah still <sighs> all right if there's any trouble you tell them a lot you you remember i told you bad idea okay okay i, I understand and he opens the door fully and you're looking down into like a uh, yeah it's everything expected unless a flight of wooden stairs down to a, a concrete cellar littered with with sawdust. There's a uh, what looks to have been an old an old uh, machine room in the back, except now it's got chicken wire strung along the sides, and you can see some actual chickens carving each other bloody as like a crowd hangs around, laughing and drinking and swapping money. They about six or seven people, one of them wearing a uh, forage cap, gray forage cap, another one just wearing overalls, no shirt, Li all lined up at the bar, kind of uh, you and a couple of them narrow. One leans over and whispers to the other who laughs. <laughs> the bartender just kind of flicks his eyes up, flicks down. You see him reach behind the bar, moves, move a heavy club a bit closer to hand, and go back to wiping the glass. Pretty much everyone in here is male. I, I figured as much. Uh, before you proceed, actually, just some uh, housekeeping. Um, you mm. said that uh, Ted didn't get any um, feeding between the last session and this one. Ted did not have time to feed. Same for mm. everyone, I assume? Yeah, what happened is Helen at? She's at three. Um, the other question I was going to ask is, uh, what about willpower? 
time and stuff. Willpower is back fully. Okay, cool. Um, okay, we can leave that superficial damage that she still has then. Um, yeah, you guys completed a major objective, then got a night's rest on top of that. We're good. Lovely. Uh, okay. First off, ignoring everyone around, the 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 source is definitely in here. Or like the it's stronger in here. Oh, you can almost feel the pressure pushing outward now. Okay. It's yeah, something's uh something ugly is down here. And there's a rinky tink piano going on covering over the sounds of roosters dying. Okay, so taking a seat at the bar or a table or something. Um, the first, first that, that a thought that occurs to Helena is that she could um, she could use Sense the Unseen again and try and like pinpoint things, but then she realizes that that might like totally overwhelm her. And that is a possibility. I think she does her absolute best to communicate this to numbers through a look alone. Oddly enough, the more you share looks, the more you feel the message getting across. It's almost like she knows you're thinking. Yeah, it's almost like that. And um, you're almost, without words, you're getting a message back. Like, at some point, one of us is going to have to look. But maybe not yet. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, does it look like this place is serving alcohol? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's yeah, mason do. jars full of things that could probably strip the paint off of... Uh, just about anything you applied it to and sure and as you're down at the end of the bar there a man kind of looked at you stood and silently mate silently gave his place so that the two of you could sit together oh nice guy you see him shaking his head moving over to another table whispering to somebody who laughs and follow as a mountain to an alley that's a nice guy into the alley yeah the bartender does head your way uh, Helena's false assurance is working overdrive right now. Um, and she's We only like, have gin. Gin's good for me. If you're hooking, we take 10%. Say what now? Number, it just goes, oh. D don't know where, but we're not. You just remember it. <laughs> Any right. good? He, two mason jars land in front of you. He's like, two bits, peace. Yeah, uh, Helena just happily covers that. You slide over a princely sum of 50 cents. He takes a minute. You could. Uh, uh, obviously, I'm going to uh, roll for um, uh, Bluff of Life. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. She and gets you hear as you you hear you hear numbers go. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right, right. 
And numbers goes beet red. Here's a throw. It looks away from you. <clears throat> but you don't notice. Well, you kind of catch that in passing because right now, Helena, you're aware of every behind you and every drop of blood behind those eyes. Beating. Hearts beating faster as they look at him. Oh, we are going to burn a lot of willpower tonight, I think. Anyway, Helena, yeah, takes a, takes a sip. It's passing time. But for some odd reason, the feeling turns... It's not quite as much hunger as it is eagerness for... It's not so much hunger as it is anger. Something burning, something slow. Your beast is close. It doesn't want to feed. It wants to rip and tear until it is done. Yeah. I... And just as you think that, you are... And turn to see... One of the roosters dead in a pool of its blood as the other that one is ramming its beak into it over and over again, stripping flesh and feathers. She's going to very quickly avert her eyes from that while trying to make it look like she's unbothered. That pulls eyes from you as people laugh and groan. And money changes hands. Until you hear Money changes hands. Until you hear somebody say, It was rigged! Uh, you just bet on the wrong one. You're gonna make a background. It was rigged, don't you fucking patronize me! <sighs> Easy, Mac. I think you've had too much. Uh, yeah? You think you've had too much? I don't think you've had enough. I don't think you've had enough of this! And you turn in time to see... see a man with waxed mustaches, kind of towering build of a factory worker, rough coat, shoving another man into the cockfighting pit. Oh my god. Okay. And the pressure is almost overwhelming. I think, unfortunately, at this point, Helena would crack and rather than actively sensing the unseen, just sort of let it in. Helena. Firstly, roll me a composure plus resolve plus a 30 for humanity. Oh, good! two successes. You. The bar flashes and you see thousands upon thousands of red oozing strings pour through the ceiling reaching into the heads of everyone there 
and in the mirror you see numbers, the strings scrabbling around on her trying to find purchase. Helena takes numbers Glancing off of them, and you don't need to know where the strings are in relation to you because you can feel them through the top of your head as the pressure eases, and simultaneously with the man who just got pushed into the pit the man who leaps up and yells, You do this to me? Both of you go, I'll grind your bones! And you're not the only one who gives voice to that in the bar. As there's an explosion of violence in Helena. You're going to do some violence here. But with two successes, you've got a chance. You get to choose how it happens and who you do it to. Oh my but God. you are going to do violence. Okay, first up, can I get a rundown of just notable characters in this scene? That's a bar full of about 15 surly men. Most of them are wearing like factory workers' clothes. A few of them are wearing farmhands' clothes. A few, there's one or two guys who look like uh, they, they're railroad bums. Is the bartender who, given what he charges, is probably a pretty wealthy man, but doesn't dress like it. There's a bouncer, Mr. Potato Nose, who so far is the only one who's been halfway decent to you. Alright. How's numbers doing? You look at her and she's pretty much slant under the table. Her fangs buried in her wrist. Blood seeping down it. Smart girl. She is distinctly paler than she was a second ago. Even with the blush of life going. Yeah. Alright. But that's all the time you get to look at her before everything starts going red. And if you realize that if you keep looking at her, well, things are going to get decided here. Yep. So okay. what are you doing? Who, who are you? What are you doing and who are you doing it to? I think Helena would naturally default to the guy who got up and gave them the seat and then made a joke about them. Yeah, All right. I wasn't very nice. And with a lump, 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 suddenly you realize, looking at the threads, there's a few outside. The way the shadows are falling across the now-empty doorway as the bouncer's roaring and waiting to the crowd, you realize he ain't gone far. With his friend waiting out there with him, too, you realize why they're waiting and why he gave you that seat. By the time you realize that, you're up the stairs. And you find him... Waiting... With a, with a sock with a brick in it. As he grins, raises his arm. And his eyes go wide in surprise. And his buddy, who's blocking the alley, goes, What the fu- Helena, roll me your method of violence. <laughs> roll it for you. Yeah. Brawl or melee or- Ah, yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you a choice here. You have enough control to decide how you're going to hurt this guy. Okay. Um. Hurting really isn't her strong suit. 
but um, it'll be on Dex. Uh, and I think... <laughs> okay, uh, she's going to just straight up uh, just fucking grab that arm that with holding the the bag and bring it down to her um, her mouth and drink straight from his wrist. All right. Roll me dex plus brawl at two extra dice because somehow you boosted your dex and you're also you're at hunger five. Somehow between the redness overwhelming you and your decision that one something nudged your beast to do the work for you and he has no prayers you come hissing you know leaping grabbing your arm with his your full weight behind it and dropping pulling him down with a shriek as your fangs lay him open to the bone blood spraying and he drink his body would just be sort of disregarded and <laughs> flopping where it will go You're dimly aware of the sound of a gunshot and numbers yelling. But you're a bit busy. And with two successes, you actually do notice in the back of your mind when the heartbeat starts to fade. Is it within a Helena to stop at this point? I think she would try to stop. You did move outside of the bar. You did move outside of the speakeasy. Resolve and composure in a third of humanity. Okay. Oh my god. I'm re-rolling it. I got one success. I can re-roll, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, good. Spend Two successes now. Two successes. All right. You pull back, but it takes effort. And you... And you see... In the reflected moonlight that... Licking ain't gonna do it. This man's arm has a huge gash. The arteries have been cut open. You're... He's going to die here unless somebody does serious medical attention to him now. Wait, how's his body? Is anyone still around? You look, you hear retreating feet and you see numbers standing next to you holding her little, little 38, smoke drifting from it. Shaking like a leaf. Okay. Um, Helena he is, is going around. to actually try to patch him up. He's conscious, right? All right. Oh, he, he, his eyes are back in his head. He's gasping like a fish. Okay, so this will make things very easy. While Helena is patching up, patching him up, she's going to use dementation. <laughs> 
All right. Well, you're now at hunger hmm, two. So go ahead and rouse the blood. You just give him the worst night of his life. He deserves it. He does. Uh, let's say success. Okay, you don't get hungry. His pupils narrow, and it's hard to imagine what he's seeing, but it ain't good. And as for patching it up, I will say intelligence plus medicine. Yep. And we'll be not using anesthetics tonight. <laughs> One success. I'm going to willpower it. Okay. Three. Three is what you needed. He slumps back into the trash, gasping, foam kind of flecking out of his mouth. Grind the bones. Grind the bones. Wakanka Shanka. Grind the bones. So old, so cold, so old, so cold, so old, so cold, so old, so cold. And mercifully, he loses consciousness. Meanwhile, behind you, you hear from the open door of the speakeasy the sound of more fighting. It, you know, a wooden club being employed against flesh and bone. Ooh, that sounded like something broke. And you hear somebody, Jesus, is strong as fuck. What the hell? Get him down, get him down. Grind their bounds. Grind your bounds. And curse to you, you've heard those words cried out before. Yes, I have. But that's not a problem for now. It's out of your head. It's just numbers. It's out of your head. What? It was in your head. It tried to get into mine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, It good. was... It was trying to... Not now, let's go, let's go. And yeah. Helen is just going to dump <laughs> the guy's body on the ground where it is and, and grab her hand and run. And you flee into the night. And now we're going to shift. To a different part of town. Back to Haymarket. Your sire has been getting restless, Tommy. Your sire has been sending on you on errands. Your sire has been visiting various places on Haymarket. He's away for now. He's a saying things. He's seeing what can be taken, what can be acquired. Now, there's a lot of money in this district, even with the brothels closing, so at a short notice, who knows what success he'll have? Who knows what resources he can bring to it? But Tommy... You are alone and out of his influence for the first time tonight. You're going to have to move quickly if you want to arrange things by the time he gets back. Yeah. So, so what are you doing and how are you going about it? So, his sire is out and Tommy is able to actually plan and scheme can't do that when his sire is around because he loves the man too much mm -hmm. so 
the first thing he's going to do is call Mr. King and arrange a meeting with his sire. You want me to come talk to him? That's, um, hmm. Uh, dangerous? You know, I, uh, I keep bringing up, you know, saying we got to go someplace and he don't want to go with me because he's, you know, he, he, you know, this is my part of town. You know, they tried to bump me off and suddenly I'm the cat's meow and he's coming here. He's trying to take this. He's trying to take that. And look, I, I just want him out of my hair and... I don't know if I can get him out of this part of town, but you name a place where you can where you can come and meet him and I can get him there and, and you know, I'm the king of Haymarket. All right. You can come wherever you want. Let me ask you this and then think about the answer very carefully. Do you want to gain something from him or do you want him gone? Ah, well, you know, I, uh, I got oh, big you're... plans for Haymarket, so, uh, I just don't need him around, it's the thing, and, well, you know, it would be convenient for you, and it would be convenient for me if he just, uh, you know, if he went upriver and no one heard from him again. Can arrange that, but I'm going to have to call in a very large favor in return. You're going to owe me a very large favor, Mr. Hinton. Rather you than him. At least you ain't making me suck on your blood, Teton. I got a whole choice in the matter. I am opting into it on my own free will. Yes, free will. See, that's what we're all about. Really, he's being quite amateurish by inflicting of this upon you. It's. Hmm. Well, he is rather young when he come down to... Oh, all right, I'm wool gathering. Very well. Um, meet, bring him to the Brown Wall Tavern. Brown Wall Tavern. Yeah, yeah, look, I, uh, I think I can sell him some story about how, you know, I'm going to expand that. I'm going to go, you know, set up. The, the set up the speakeasies and all the taverns, you know, I can say, hey, this one's really promising. Hopefully I can oh, get him there. Oh, it hasn't been a tavern for a while, but you tell him whatever you need he needs to hear. We'll be waiting. See you uh, as soon as I can. Uh, j just be ready, because when he's in the room... When he's in the room, ah, my heart's all a flutter. I, I, I can barely even think straight. That's why I'm cashing in a fairly large favor, Stan. And I, uh, I appreciate it. And and you know, I'm in the position I can pay you back when you need it, when you call it in. And at least this time, it's something I'm choosing to do. And you know what they say. You must help someone else who is a servant of Set. You know, it is forbidden to uh, not assist another child of Set in their work of bringing themselves closer to the father, you know? He did feed you a line, didn't he? See you soon. 
click. So once Tommy's off the phone, before he does anything else, he's going to rouse the blood to activate his blush of life. And he has to rouse the blood twice because of his clan bane. Mm-hmm. Get that smoke in. He gets one success and one failure, so he goes up to hunger one. He was at zero. Yeah. And... He's vaguely aware of his sire's voice in the back of his mind as he feels the hunger pangs return after a few nights of them just being mercifully absent. But he silences it as best he can by lighting a cigar, sticking it in his mouth. And just leaning back in his office chair and taking a big drag of it. <sighs> Won't even offer 30 pieces of silver there, Tommy. I'm disappointed. At least give a condemned man a drink before it goes. That's all I'm asking, Tommy. 30 pieces of silver? What? We Egyptians or we or we Catholic? What What's going on here? And just as you're settling in and the embers of the cigar glowing red and nearing the tips of your fingers, the door the door opens. An awestruck goon following behind a positively glowing Father Anders. Ah, cream-colored suit, golden hair pulled back. Cut. A cut, a uh, cross dangling from his neck, and a gleam in his eye. Tommy, my boy, there's so many opportunities here. <sighs> I managed I... to get a few meetings with some of the property holders, some fine old houses, but more than that, the art and treasures within. I was uh... can be acquired for a song. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, uh, some of those brothels that were what they closing up, you know, that might be good real estate, you know. We can set up some more speakeasy, some more casinos, uh, maybe have, you know, a little, get, get some, you know, pharaoh paintings and and, and, <sighs> and and fake pyramid statues and then sarcophagus and, 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 and make like a, you know, a little temple to set or something. You see, you see disappointment on his face. And for a second, you're... Shrieks in protest. Tommy, 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 always thinking small. Always too quick to act. Hm. No, no, no. This shall go. There, there are too many eyes on it just yet. For, But I suppose you could get something with the pickings that we shall devise. The things I can't find a use for. Perhaps you can turn to your to our benefits to keep the cash coming. Well, you, you know, always I always uh... have something greater in mind. It all needs to go to a greater project, Tommy. It all needs to build and keep building, because if you don't, you fall behind. Well, yeah, but if if you're gonna build, you you need you need resources, you need cash, you need friends, you Precisely. need savers, and, and 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 as I recall. The whole reason why you uh, why you gave me Set's gift was so I could uh, you know gather 
friends and resources and cash for you so that you can put them towards divine service to set. And what, Tommy? What did you think I was using them for, son? Did you ever stop to ask yourself that question as to what I was working towards? I assumed that in, in your great wisdom that you were using or everything I provided for you to... To well, to, to do Seth's work, and like you said, like you said, it is my duty as a child of Seth to help you work towards Seth's goals. It, it, it is forbidden to uh, stop you from conducting the work, so I got this place, okay? You ever heard of... You ever heard of the old Brownstone Tavern? Brownstone Tavern, can't say that I have, dummy. Well, uh, it uh, turns out that, uh, you know, back before this whole uh, prohibition thing, that was, that place was the bee's knees. Like, you come down a haymarket and you're someone who's somebody, you, you would go down to, to the Brownstone Tavern, get yourself some drinks, uh, have a few games on the tables, you, you know, hobnob with high society. And, well, now that, you know, this is, uh, my, I mean, this is our domain here in Haymarket, I was uh, thinking I might, uh, relocate my operations from here over to there, you know, add a bit more uh, prestige, a bit more glitz and glamour to it. I'd say it is time to roll a deception check there, Tommy, subterfuge and charisma. You are lying to your sire here. Tommy will be part of you, even though you've done your best to rationalize it, knows this will be his last trip in Dayton if this goes off as you planned. So the difficulty is going to be fairly high. Could I roll resolve plus intelligence to try to break the blood bond for a moment? That will lower the result. I will say that will lower the DC quite a bit if you do it. However, it'll up the DC by one. If I fail. Yeah. To All right. To, if you fail. Plus intelligence. Tommy's gonna rouse the blood. He doesn't get hungrier. He need five successes to this. Oh, he's got a dice pool of seven, so he can achieve it. Mm -hmm. It is within your grasp. <sighs> exactly five. All right. <sighs> so Tommy will be activating his presence, and this is his sire. Mm -hmm. He's not expecting it to work, but. This has worked well for him in the past, and you never know. So, ore is turning on. It's not the first time you've activated your presence around your side. You do feel an urge to impress him. He did. And he did teach me that this is how you get things done. It worked on Tommy way back then. Why wouldn't it work now? So, I will roll my manipulation plus presence as well. Mm -hmm. That would be... Two, three, four, five, plus the blood potency. That will be four successes for that. Say this for Pastor Anders. Say many things of the man. 
But he has never been good. But a liar. <laughs> yeah. And so he doesn't question you when you load up the car and, he do, and take him out of... Well, load up the truck. You got a loaner from Cooper, one of your men, since, you know, the Tin Lizzie's kind of getting fixed. But he doesn't question you when you load him up in the truck and take him not into Haymarket, but west. West through the Oregon District, west over the river, over the river, Miami, into the west side. It's a shortcut, you see, because, you know, if we go driving through Haymarket, people will be watching us and they know we're about to make waves. So I am taking the scenic route, you see. No, no, I'm, I quite enjoy it. It smells of desperation out here, of hardship, of souls needed, tended to. And indeed it is. The buildings here are smaller, dingier. This is because this is where the majority of the black folks of Dayton live in this time and place. A lot of desires that need fulfilling. And, well, you know what? I'm going to do my very best to ensure that those desires are fulfilled. And you find your way to the Brown Wall Tavern. It, it's not much to look at. It's a large building, used to be something else, been shuttered for quite a while. The lights are off inside, save for a lantern building. So I save for a lantern burning in a second story window. But there's a uh, figure waiting by the door as the truck pulls up. A. Uh, black man in a cheap suit just holds it open for you nods y'all are expected mr hinton sir guest ah uh, yeah this is uh he looks at his sire for a signal he wants to keep his sire you know feeling like he's at ease so he waits for his sire to give his preferred name yeah. He says, uh, Mr. Harkness there, do us a favor and park the truck, will you? And he flips him the keys. Reckon I will, sir. This is the man taking them solemnly. And, buoyed by the confidence of your deceit, he strolls on and head held high. It's pretty inside. It's a uh, long room with a kind of a descending dais set up. Tables kind of on each layer. There's a bar with a drop cloth over it. There's what looks to have been a couple of uh, skylights cut. And you're seeing like in every window, there's bottles on the large ledges, placed where, when the light when the sun shines through, it would make a multicolored view of lights across the walls, across the floors. Must see, see, see what I say. Back during the day. 
ain't it a pretty picture you know got the light we have the light coming through there uh, imagine you get get a sarcophagi over there another sarcophagi against that wall uh you know, maybe some ibises, uh, or, or, you know, a big picture of a pharaoh there behind the bar. Well, this could be useful. Yes. It practically scream, screams temple. It's got those little personal touches that the poor people put in when they can't afford proper art and other things. Touches that mean heart. Touches that mean devotion. Touches that mean the people cared about this place and might still again one day. This is a strange voice. Descending from a staircase. There's a tall black man wearing a pretty good suit. He's got a long, straight beard. Um, that If Tommy were more savvy, historically... Yeah, that could be comparable to an old Persian ruler or somebody from the Babylon era. It was that straight and that thick and bushy. He's wearing a fedora. And you remember him, Tommy. You last saw him in Elysium. You didn't get a name. He was the one holding Rachel. Hello there, Tommy Tipsy's hat. Uh, we was just, uh, we was just talking about, you know, what a nice place this is, and, you know, uh, it's a very nice place, and a lot of unfulfilled desires are gonna come to pass here. And he looks at his sire. I don't think we've been properly introduced. So Xander is looking back to the door, which has now been shut. No, we haven't. My name is... Uh, Douglas. I'm the primogen of the brewer in the city. And that's when Father Anders goes for the window. So, uh, what would you like <laughs> Tommy, to do, Tommy? Tommy's gonna run and try to catch him. Well, first, Tommy, I'm going to need another uh, resolve plus intelligence. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna rouse the As blood. you find yourself again. running and you're not sure whether or not you're gonna help him through that window or grab onto the back of his jacket. Okay, I don't get hungrier. Seven dice to work with. And a willpower to re-roll. It ends up with five after one willpower Lucky, spent. lucky man. Awesome. Now I'll need you to go ahead and roll me a brawl plus dexterity. A brawl plus dex. Here we go. Uh, dex and brawl. Father Andrews is boosting because that's a fucking brew half. He's telling me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see how Tommy goes. Regretting his life not honing athletics. But Four successes for Tommy. Sadly, does not match the six, the desperation. 
as lent as lent the man. As you feel the jacket tear in your hands, but you realize as suddenly there's a presence next to you. A presence that was prepared and waiting for this. <laughs> as Mr. King materializes out of nowhere, grabs his leg and gives both of you the split second you needed to bring drag him back and down, landing hard on a table, shattering it and streaking, hissing, You traitor! Uh, you betrayed me! What have you done? Tommy! 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 Let me go! Tommy! Let me go! I don't know what they promised you. I need you to let me go! Tommy reaches into his As coat. he stares into your eyes. Oh, yes. And it turns out you're fine. Your sire's picked up a little trick of his own. That you, in fact, share, though you didn't know it. Let's see. <laughs> Compel. Compel, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, that will be... You roll Intelligence to Resolve, and he gets his Charisma. Yeah, Intelligence oh, plus there. Resolve, and I get an extra dice because of Blood Potency. Sure do. And, and Resolve is still boosted. So right, so working with eight altogether. You should have this. should be easy. Critical seven. You do not. In <laughs> fact, let him go. In fact, Tommy reaches into his coat and he pulls out his wallet and with one hand still on his sire pinning him down, he uses his mouth to tear open the wallet and he counts out about $30 worth of random pocket change. He looks down at his sire and he says, eh, something in the store, he said, something about 30 pieces of silver, so here, have it. And he just tosses the $30 down onto his sire's squirming body. Wait, he yells. As the man in the suit with the beard steps forward inexorably, breaking off, picking up a shattered piece of the table as he goes, stripping it down to a stake. Wait, 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 no, let me go, let me escape. Tommy, Tommy, you need to, yeah, I, you won't know a thing about eating if you don't let me go. It'll all be lost. Everything you were building for, everything, all the money you were giving, all will be lost if you just... The man's raising the stake high. The path to set is through desire, and I am fulfilling my own. I am doing the divine work as you told me to do. You say, the emotions within you boring. This is the only man you've ever truly loved. But at the same time, this betrayal is so sweet and your beast is coiling around brain going, yes. And then the stake descends. No hammer, the man just cups his thumb over it and I, uh, I gotta and remember Anders you can do that next time I think of uh, going toe to toe with one of you Bruja you'd best look to your lips they're moving we done here yeah yes that is, is fully paid 
says Mr. King. Thank you for helping us resolve this entire affair with the minimum fuss and bloodshed. And now, now if you'll excuse us, I won't. Um, excuse me? If I turn my back and there's a pile of ashes here in a suit, and I'll turn my back on where the traditions let something handle happen to my turf, could come back to me. So I ain't leaving. You can say whatever you need to say. Well, I'm here. Yes, sir. This is Mr. King. Introductions in order. Mr. Hinton. Mr. Uh, Douglas, the leader of the Loyalist Bruja Missy. Pleasure. Mr. Douglas, the Mr. Hinton, the now heir to Haymarket, and uh, hmm, that' what this is about. I'm not entirely certain, but it could be. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's about, because, you know, he... He wanted to take it all. He was thinking about how he could use it to advance his ends, and I ain't seen one shred of the so-called Eden he promised me. So I'll just do it myself. For what I hear about your bloodline, it's mighty big on promises. Not always so big on backing them up. Tommy shrugs. He says, hey... You know, I ain't gonna argue with that, but that's just the way of it, isn't it? You know, even before I was embraced, this wouldn't be the first time I've had to, uh... ...reign in a boss who, uh, broke the rules. Oh, you have no idea of the rules he broke up, chap. Says Mr. King, fumbling out a pack of camels and tapping one out. You have no idea. This is Melvin Ramsey's golden-haired boy. And he's supposed to be in Indianapolis. Minding the flock while father's away. Yeah, I got the impression he's not from around here on account of he's only here maybe a couple times in a year. Well... I've caught him red-handed in my territory, so I can go back there and leave him to his father's graces and uh, get a little benefit thereby. But his, that was his plan, was taking over Haymarket? Yeah, well, you know. I was still gonna be the king of Haymarket. He was gonna be pulling the strings in the shadows... He said we had a foot in, had a place to get a foot in. I have no idea what he was using all the money I was giving him for. I assume he was doing something up in Indianapolis and he didn't really have any interest down here. It was just a means to an end. But I don't appreciate coming into all this prestige and having to hand it over to someone who didn't put in the work. Tommy, roll me a charisma plus persuade. And Tommy will have his ore on. Oh, it yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't matter if he's working with other setites. It's always on when he's trying to talk someone around. Charisma plus persuasion will be a dice pool of six without 
presence involved. Uh, yeah, this will roll against this on general principles. Yeah. Well, he's. He, I think he he's probably aware that you know other setites would be using. Uh, let me see what I get with my presence. Don't you talk to him about presence? He knows presence. Uh, manipulation plus presence will leave me with a dice pool of seven with my blood potency. That's five successes for my presence. Alright. And they then both for... seem to be looking at you, paying you full attention. <laughs> Tommy's enjoying this. Finally, finally he gets satisfaction. So what was that charisma of persuasion? That will be with the presence four successes. My dear God, I think you're being honest, says Mr. King. Of course, the problem with taking him back is that Daddy Dearest is going to take over business, and well, there's damn little chance of interrogating him as to what exactly he was telling you about or where your money was going. Still, it's just money in the long term of things at all, even out. I mean, you know, I may be self-serving, egotistical, I may be a murderer, I may be a bootlegger, but sometimes, sometimes I do the right thing. Like, maybe every one out of ten times. Well, I'll tell you this. If you can find out what he was doing down here and trace that... Uh, because Haymarket, as nice as it was, feels like a bit small of a goal. I get the feeling that you were stepping stone. No offense, you seem like a useful fellow to know, but I feel like there's more to it. If you can tell me more to it, I can promise you, you'll have some friends to the west. Tommy leans over his staked sire and he looks into his blank eyes and he says, you willing to pull that out? Because if you pull it out, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I just might be able to get him to spill the beans. You say that as you look down upon him. But there's also that curl in your heart that goes, yeah, yes, pull it out. Let him free. And as Mr. King reaches for the stake, Douglas's hand comes down on it. No. Get him out of my city. And the, the big man turns his head towards you, looks you in the eyes, Tommy. bargain was I helped make sure he gets taken down out of this city I ain't take any risks that ain't getting fulfilled I tell you what though you want to prove me to me you can handle Haymarket you're gonna do your own digging on this you want to prove to me I should accept fellow would stab his sire in the back like this my city you show me you at least competent. Sound good? How about a counter offer? Says Tommy. And he's going to rouse the blood. 
He gets hungrier, goes up to hunger too. But he's going to look into the Bruhar's face. And he's going to attempt to use entrancement. Okay. Go ahead and roll that. Charisma plus presence. Let's see. Charisma 4 plus presence 8. Uh, I will rouse the blood to boost charisma on this. One success, I don't get hungrier. And this leaves me with 5 plus 4 for a dice pool of 9. Hunger pool 2. Alright, let's willpower. Critical 8 successes. Okay. Well, I've got a roll of my own to make. Tommy's not keen on his chances here, but he would try. Critical eight, you said? Yep. Alright, you've got a shot. I'm bleeding willpower, though. Well, you're bleeding more than willpower, Tommy, because that's a messy critical. Mm. On his end. And that's a nine. Tommy knows instantly that it didn't work. Tommy? You're looking at the outside of the Brown Wall Tavern. <laughs> a very weird angle. As fragments of bottles and glass fall around you. And, uh... You find that uh, you have, in fact, taken two points of superficial damage. You are on the outside of the tavern, kind of lying with your legs up against the wall. Oh, hi. Okay. I'll, from inside you hear, I'll just be off. I'll remember a bargain. Thank you. Tommy will be in touch. Near the sound of movement inside. Tommy climbs to his feet. He's brushing dirt off his suit and he just sighs and he says, Ah, so it turns out that practicing on the guys at the casino don't prepare you for using that against actual vampires, you know. Your reverie is broken by the sound of an engine. And you see the man who took the keys bringing the car around. Bringing the truck around, rather. Think your business is done here, sir. And indeed it is. Uh, thank you for... Thank you for uh, hearing my counter-offer. I will return to you when I know... 
What? The man who took the car on. looks at you blankly. He's not the guy who knocked. No, he's not the guy. Yeah. No, in that case, Tommy just nods and he says, "Uh, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's make let, let let's shake on. I got other business I got to attend to now, thanks to uh, unforeseen circumstances." doesn't say a word as he leaves the keys goes back to stand by the door arms full and on the way across the bridge you feel emotions worrying within your heart and then dissipating as if the act of walk crossing the river frees them free for the first time in a long time You're your own man. And your sire will be fine. He'll just get taken back to his own sire. That's 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 great. That'll be fine. Yeah, you know It'll all work out. You know, his sire will get him back on the blood taint and you know yeah. he'll he'll stay out of trouble. Father Andrews is a great guy. Surely he'll smooth over this misunderstanding you tell yourself until you start to believe and that's where I think close down the story for now tonight and discuss the mechanical benefits of what you guys gained from this here mm. Tommy, you've gained your freedom and two points of experience. Two points of experience. Freedom of it is its own reward. All you have to do is stay away for a month. The blood bond will be broken. My current ambition is also become the real boss. Can we say that's been fulfilled? I can easily say that has been fulfilled. You will gain back full willpower for the next session. Lovely. Yeah, I'm making. I've got a couple broken ribs, but I'll be okay. With your herd, that's easy enough to pass. I will also let you now. You now have the possibility with this act of defiance of buying off your forbiddance of preying upon mortals. Your prey mm. exclusion. However, if you buy it off at this early juncture, it's going to cost twelve experience. Of experience. If That's you incredible. develop it, and if you develop it and work toward it, role play through it, maybe have yeah. a few scenes where you struggle with it, or basically do more to get yourself away from it, it'll go down from eight to eight experience than four yeah, experience. We'll, but you we'll know, work so on further it. down the road. We'll work on yeah. it a bit more because I don't think Tommy's quite realized how his nightly routine is going to go now that yeah. he doesn't have access to his preferred source of blood so yep he's going to have to learn to become more comfortable drinking from regular people as a normal thing that he does rather than just something he does because he has no other option ted yeah you well 
depending on whether or not you want to ghoul this poor sod or just uh, intimidate him into working for you, you can have either a retainer or a contact. They're rating two. And two experience. Frankie owes you his life regardless. And though he doesn't know what your deal is, just that you're a hideously ugly man. Mm. Who's always moist. He's eager to help you in anything related to the rum running structure in Dayton. Which you can ask me about at your leisure, and I'll tell you what Frankie knows about it, which is a lot. Cool. Uh, I think... I think for now, he'll keep him as a contact. He's not going to ghoul him yet, because he doesn't... doesn't fully understand yeah. the idea of ghouling someone, and also doesn't really like the idea of it at the moment. <laughs> That's fair. It's... Yeah. Yeah, your education was a bit spotty at best, and it mm. it seems like a drastic step to do with somebody you barely know. Yeah. You've already seen him flake out once. So. Okay. Contact two. And Helena. Mm -hmm. You have a choice here. You did give in to the entity. Yeah. So I'll give you a choice. You're going to get a specialty. Mm -hmm. But it's your call as to which one. Okay. You can gain a specialty in Brawl. Called, uh, call it Messy. <laughs> or you can gain a specialty in a cult. Spirits. Ooh. That seems like it would fit her, actually. Because you're pretty damn sure after seeing this thing, it's... It's not a ghost. It's something more. Something operating on not a, the standard human plane. It's an overwhelming urge. It either feeds on violence or is using it to do something. I... Okay, so the, the metagaming choice right now would be spirits because, like, I don't have any dots in Brawl. But yeah. on the other hand... On the other yes, hand, it is a nice pocket surprise. It also really kind of fits where she's at right now with her headspace. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm giving you two experience as well, so you can always pick up both if you want. You just gotta pay for one. True. Your call? Fuck it, I'm taking messy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Helena. Though it was pushing you, you did give in to the beast. And that's against one of the Chronicle tenants, I believe. Yeah. It's Was against it? my personal anyway. I first do no harm is my only conviction. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You did excessive harm here. So. <laughs> I definitely did harm. Oh, so um, go ahead. 
while we're at that, should Tommy add a stain for betraying his sire? Because I don't think that would be allowing a debt to go unpaid. I think that, you know, that's not really the way you repay a debt. Well, here's the thing, is that normally it would, except he made it very clear what sort of debt you owed him, and it was all monetary. So, yeah, okay. But yeah, Tommy with the blood bond wouldn't necessarily, yeah, both, stain for both of you. And yeah. you can go ahead and roll for him now. I always pick up what the roll is for a stain. Well, it's 10 minus your humanity, then minus the stains. So, Four for Tommy. So you've what, humanity seven for Elena? Yeah, so two. So three. 10 minus seven is three, three minus one is two. So roll two dice. Yep, and Tommy gets four to roll because his humanity is five. Oh, he has no. one stain. Elena fails. Oh. Do you want to spend a willpower, Elena? Okay, give me a moment. I'm going to think about this. Okay. Because that is one thing we have house ruled, that you can use willpower for well, stuff like this. It's just, would it be more interesting yes. for her to degenerate as the thing? I feel that like is she's she is on that track of being less human. Mm -hmm. I don't think less of a good person, but in a different way. Just going a little more Malkavian, a little more losing sight. Yeah, I'm going to let it happen. A little thing. Like, right. I, I also failed... But I'm not going to spend willpower. I'm going to allow Tommy to go to Humanity 4. Oh my god. Oh wow. Well. Jesus. I think tonight is a night where Helena found some resolve in herself. You want to stay in two there, but, uh, Paradox? I mean, I wouldn't recommend Would it. Would you like you one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure my oblivion's going to give me one eventually. <laughs> <laughs> As it says in the book, Humanity 4, hey, some people gotta die. You've finally begun, even accepted your inevitable slide into moral sloth and self-indulgence. And if that doesn't I sound mean, like a sedite, I don't know what does. Also, it seems like a fair <laughs> trade for getting rid of a bond slave thrall. That thing's pretty hefty. Yeah. Mm. And But we will see if you have gotten rid of it. Yes. <laughs> he could come Probably back inside of a month. Days. Yeah, you know, it's out of your hands. The irony of it was if he had presented a good debate counter-argument to uh, Douglas, he might have gone for it, but... Yeah, no, Tommy... Tommy wanted to try that entrancement because he woke up with entrancement, realised he could get people to do what he said in a different way, and was... And his first thought, like a giddy kid, was just, I can't wait to try this on another vampire. Compare and contrast with Vincent Merriweather. <laughs> yeah. Who had a whole arc about dealing with the ethics of finding out he has that power? Yeah, and also you tried it on one of the ancilla that the Camarilla depends upon to yeah. keep the Anarchs from overrunning. <laughs> As the player, I did not think that would work, but I was like, you know, he's a Bruja, his composure might not be too great. The dice they tell a story. They tell a story. <laughs> 